Dropbit Gaming Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Drop Bear Gaming Podcast. Yes. This is episode amazingly 191. Ah, oh, yeah. It's a prime number. Yeah. It's fucking prime as And it's the same forwards and backwards. It's palindrome. Oh, it's a palindrome prime. <laughs> it's a primer drone. <laughs> Uh-oh. That's the next variant. That's copyright. Drop yes. game. <laughs> <laughs> so you've heard it here first. Yeah, that's right. I think it's only been um, it's only been th- like three weeks since we recorded last. Yes. So not a whole lot has happened in three in three weeks. Well, you would think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. Last time we recorded was the seventeenth of Jan, so that's basically just under three weeks ago. Mm. Not a lot's happened. Uh, um, there's been some purchasing done, and you know, a few little bits and pieces. No games though. Which is interesting. <laughs> well, there's been a couple of games, but yeah. Um, so well, Microsoft decided to buy the world. Yeah, they decided they loved the number 69 so much that they would spend 69 billion yeah. on Activision Blizzard, mm. which was pretty fucking big news. And also, like a deal Stupid. that size, companies that size, and literally no one saw that coming. Yeah. Like when we were surprised when the Bethesda one went down. Mm. But that was like seven billion, and we're like, "Wow, how the fuck does a deal like that stay completely silent?" Yeah, and this is on a whole. This billion. is ten times bigger. <laughs> yeah, exactly, just insane amount of money. Mm. And um, just yeah. imagine being able to pitch that to the board. You know what I mean? Like to yeah. go up and just go. Um, so I got a price, right? <laughs> Phil Spencer just goes up to like the fucking head of Microsoft, and he's like, "Look." I know the last generation wasn't too good and you already said we could have seven billion to get Bethesda, which yeah. by the way, thank you so much for that. <laughs> because they're bringing a game out in like six years and it's going to be cool. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they make a good game once in a while. Now, here's a big one. I found this deal. You, you can't be it's such a bargain. I found it on Craigslist. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, it's this company they've been going through some troubles lately. So the value is actually still mm. there. But the price has dropped because, you know, there's a bit of baggage. Shit, they might buy Facebook next. <laughs> $69 billion. So. Oh, can I pick you back up off your chair now? <laughs> they're like, oh, I actually just spent, mm. I dropped $69 million, billion out of my pocket the other day. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah, that's just fucking insane amount of money. It really is. But. It's true. It it's a great time to be purchasing Activision Blizzard if you have the money because their share value has dropped like reasonably steadily mm. since all this fucking bullshit that we've talked about on a couple of episodes. Yeah. yeah. Um, all the sexual harassment and all that kind of stuff, bad culture. Mm. So then Microsoft come in, drop fuckloads of money on it. They've, they haven't specifically said the, the terms and yeah. it's not going to it's not going to be completed until mid-year next year Mm -hmm. but um, the idea is that Bobby Kotick from our understanding Bobby Kotick the CEO will be launched into the sun (laughs) well he's getting (laughs) a golden he's sure getting a golden handshake anyway so he's going to help through the transition and then when Microsoft fully take over he's going to be out the door is basically I don't think it's been specifically said 
but I believe that that's the idea. I, I would imagine that they'd want that. Yeah, yeah. and he's going to get like hundreds of millions of dollars from his... Oh, yeah. Like, I can't remember off the top of my head now because this like happened a couple of weeks ago. It was million Yeah, it's like nearly 400 yeah. million in cash from his shares in the company, mm. let alone if they do any kind of severance yeah, exactly. or anything like that. He's been there quite a while. Well, he fucking started yeah, it, yeah. right? So, so he's the he's gonna never have to fucking work again. Not that he, he probably needs now. to now. Yeah. Um, it is a handy. I mean, now he doesn't work; he just harasses. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it is handy to work so that you have access to those people that you can just take advantage of. <laughs> Very true. And abuse. Yeah. Um, well, you should you're... get into parliament then. Get into the government. Jesus. <laughs> But on he a, could on probably another... work with Trump. Trump's like, you know what? I don't know what the big deal is. Yeah, exactly. You seem like a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> Cancel culture. And look at your big, you know, golden handshake. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that's just insane yeah. amount of money. But it now, is. the thing Did that you hear on a different topic, the Facebook thing that's just happened with them. They lost the... like twenty five percent. Yeah, twenty five percent in one that's day. That's a fucking huge drop. Um, Zuckerberg personally would have lost $24 billion just from that drop yeah. in value. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's a lot of money. But then you think he still has like $75 billion. Yeah. So he's still richer just... than like a hundred of our lives put together. <laughs> So that's fucking and great. most people listening to this yeah. as well. Like all of our listeners yeah. combined it's crazy, would just it? be under, I'd say, what he's worth. Oh, just. <laughs> Maybe when he started coding it. <laughs> it's just an insane amount of money. It is. Like, yeah. I can't even... Even one-tenth of a billion mm. is still like a hundred fucking million dollars. Exactly. That's yeah. your life is completely set forever. The... um. Prime Minister of Australia, if anybody cares, the ScoMo got asked uh, yesterday at the press conference um, if he knows how much a a loaf of bread is and how much a litre of milk is and petrol and all that stuff. And he goes, I'm not going to like stand here and say that, you know, I go out every day and buy bread or milk or petrol. So I don't know exactly what it is. It fluctuates a lot. And we all know that, but I'm doing my job to try and keep it as low as possible. And I'm like, what a wanker. (laughs) <laughs> Good on him. Anyway. Especially when he's like trying to prove, like break that image of being out of touch. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, that's yeah. unrelated to drop dead gaming. It's drop, just we drop dead a... fuckwit gaming. He's <laughs> that guy. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back to the Activision Blizzard stuff. One of the, like we've been talking, you know, you, me and Carl about this for a couple of weeks. Mm. And... Um, Carl mentioned something interesting. Carl from Game Train Podcast, of course. He, um, also known as The Lyrical, he brought up the fact that there's a whole shitload of IPs that are owned by Activision Blizzard that are totally dormant. Yeah. That haven't been used in ages. Like, just immediately you can think of Guitar Hero. Mm. Yeah. But then there's like, so many more the list is oh, just yeah. goes on and on that are now owned by Microsoft and so one of the the so Microsoft's strategy here is get IPs get content mm-hmm. get stuff we can put on our game pass so that people are like oh wow game pass great deal yeah and and almost like literally overnight it it like tripled what yeah. they already had 
Yeah. Based on this, you know, acquisition. Exactly. It's insane. And not yeah. just for Xbox, but also PC, PC Game Pass yeah, yeah. because of all the Blizzard stuff. That's right. Which is just huge. Mm. Um, so... And if they do just decide to go back and add all of the catalogue that was created before consoles mm. onto PC... Yeah. You know, which is, there's no reason they wouldn't do that. And they've been the major proponents behind backwards compatibility... That's right. ...for years. Mm. Yep. So... It stands, and if de- depending on how hard it is to do that, yeah. but like it seems like a pretty easy way to add a shitload of stuff to your yeah your back catalogs yeah. like unbelievable. But yeah, the idea that Carl had was like those IPs can now be taken and used by other developers, so you could have like um, machine games or someone from fucking Bethesda mm. making a game in like. The world of warcraft yeah. world yeah or like a call of duty in any other fucking genre exactly you know those are shit con- <laughs> shit <laughs> ideas yeah. but you get the idea there's so many options mm. that you could have there's developers in the the family the xbox family now that are really good at certain things and you can give oh, them these incredible. really good classic ips to revitalize mm-hmm. and the potential there is just enormous yeah which it would fucking want to be for $70 billion US. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So that was huge. And I don't know, it happened so, a couple of weeks ago, so I don't know if you want to talk too much more about it. No, well, the funny thing is that everyone was like, oh, you know, what's Sony going to do now? Yeah. And now it's come out that Sony's gone and purchased Bungie mm. for the measly $3.6 billion. Yeah, you know? $3.6 billion, which is still a crazy yeah. amount. But again, no one knew anything about this. Yeah. And everyone's come out and gone, oh, you know, this is just like a, a whiplash kind of... It's a know, clap back at, at Xbox yeah. to be like, oh, you bought Activision. As so if we- you can go out <laughs> like inside two weeks and be like, fuck, they just did that. How can yeah. we fight back? Mm-hmm. Get on the fucking blower. Yeah. Hey, um, Peter, the fucking head dude at Bungie, <laughs> what number would it take for yeah. me to buy you right now? Oh, 3.6 billion. Yeah, right. Know. Yeah, why not? I got that's, that. that's way less than 69 billion. <laughs> exactly. We've got that in cash. <laughs> and they literally do. Yeah. Because we've just found out um, that they had basically put aside... It was 17.4 billion US mm. dollars for, for specifically for acquisitions. Yeah. So now apparently, we'll get into this a bit later, but mm. they have around about 10 billion by... The calculations of randos on the internet yeah they should have nice around thing. 10 billion left so in a little bit we'll talk about what else they've got yeah but bungie um it's insane because activision blizzard own the rights to spyro and crash bandicoot mm-hmm. which were playstation games yeah and now the creators of halo bungie are owned by fucking playstation <laughs> yeah. so it's a topsy tipsy topsy what turvy clovey world <laughs> jesus it's all of those <laughs> <laughs> um, it's pretty amazing isn't it like the just the way things change and you know I think it'd be interesting to find out I guess who owns the IP of those yeah because obviously the, the developer yeah it depends it's a case by case basis so obviously yeah. um, Microsoft kept Halo when they split with Bungie or when mm-hmm. Bungie went on their own yeah um, and then yeah, at some point Activision managed to hold 
Crash Bandicoot. I don't know if they were yeah. the initial publishers of that game when Naughty Dog first made Crash Bandicoot. Because originally, mm. Naughty Dog were not always Sony. No, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. But that's the, interesting, there's actually, an interesting, yeah. the way things mm. change hands. Yeah. And then, you know, potentially you could have a Microsoft studio making a new fucking Crash Bandicoot game. Someone, because they've got... There's not necessarily companies at Activision Blizzard. I mean, there's Toys for Bob who made the the Crash Bandicoot yeah. 4 and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so they could just go, Toys for Bob, go make a new Spyro game. Yeah. But there's studios, in, there's other studios that they own who maybe are not as like AAA level mm. as some of the Activision Blizzard ones who they can be like, here, make a fun 3D platformer yeah. with yeah. this iconic fucking yeah, exactly. IP. Yeah. And here's... 20 billion dollars to go and make it <laughs> yeah. which is stupid with money now yeah yeah so but the bungee one's interesting like the way really so one of the numbers that i threw at you before 900 they have 900 staff approximately mm. at bungee which is an insane amount of people for one studio that really has one the majority game. of one game and that's it yeah they got destiny 2 and yeah. that came out eight years ago this year wow 2014 which so is the, just is it the ice queen or whatever comes out which queen which yeah queen is the new expansion or something like coming yeah. out real soon yeah um but still like 900 people working on yeah just maintaining getting, and bringing and out getting expansions. Out one expansion a year or yeah. something whatever Jeez. or however often they come out but it seems like and a lot a of people free to play game yeah so they must be doing something right they're obviously making a lot of money from Destiny, mm. enough to be able to maintain a staff of 900 and make money. Yeah. So... Well, um, I guess the good thing now is that they're all working from home. So they don't have to pay for electricity. Yeah, there's no or, rent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no rent, no cost on the home. Yeah. But um, I think it's, it's funny the different strategies that they're going about. Like, obviously, we just said Microsoft are just buying up yeah. IP and content and studios... Whereas um, Bungie have one game and it's, they already have a good relationship with Sony. Mm-hmm. And they came out and said that although they're buying Bungie, Bungie will remain independent, not yeah. part of Worldwide Studios or PlayStation Studios. It'll be just under the umbrella of Sony Computer Entertainment. Yeah. And they're still going to be releasing games. They said any IPs that are currently being worked on are going to be cross-platform cross multi-platform yeah and the destiny 2 is on like everything oh yeah Mm. but that's an interesting move because microsoft are like we acquired bethesda now elder scrolls and starfield are going to be exclusive yeah and sony are like we acquire bungie but we'll still let it be everywhere but that's the reason is bungie like there's lots of reasons but like in terms of pure revenue Mm. 900 staff and they still have a value of 3.6 billion to buy they must be making bulk money from revenue yeah. in terms of expansions and all the in-game like the live service stuff mm-hmm. and sony have said they want to have 10 live service games by 2026 which is in four years yeah. so now they have one yeah destiny 2 mm in there yeah they got nine to go and it is much easier in the four year t- time frame yeah. to buy companies that currently have them yeah and do well at them 
instead of you know yeah. trying to build something yourself yeah. and go oh shit yeah, we didn't and do that very well. most of the Sony studios make really good single player games. Mm. And you don't want to be going to a studio that specializes in single player games and being like, can you please make a live service game? Because they have no experience in that. Yeah. And it's totally the opposite of what they normally do. So yeah. you're taking all the things that they're good at, throwing them out the window and then throwing them under a bus. Mm. And expecting them to deliver and just, something yeah, really good. Happening. And it's yeah. going to totally fuck them. Mm. So instead of having to go through all that trial and error they go well let's just buy the company that makes probably one of the best uh, probably the second best yeah, live service yeah. after Fortnite, epic games yeah um because seriously they i don't think even microsoft would have enough money to buy epic games oh they could, epic games is something like 30 billion yeah so it's less I than i don't think they'd actually sell for 30 billion and and it's owned partially by 10 cent yeah so i don't think I mean, they could probably offer enough money. True. But I don't think Epic Games need to... They'd be like, we are printing money over yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's I mean, no seriously, deal. they've been fighting each other in court for the last four years or whatever it is. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, Microsoft go, oh, we'll just slip you a check. <laughs> you know? I'll write a number on a long piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting... Um, the, the different routes that they're taking. But mm. that means now that I was reading about the, from both sides, Bungie and PlayStation, about what the benefits of this deal are, because you go, what's the benefit of for Sony of picking up a company that makes one fucking game yeah. and then saying they can continue to release that game on all platforms. Mm. Obviously the revenue that we were just talking about yeah. is going to be just printing money for Sony now. Mm-hmm. But the, wealth of experience at Bungie in terms of making a super successful live service game. If they want to make 10 live service games, they can now say, hey, Bungie, please work with uh, Sucker Punch, who made Ghost of Tsushima. They made Ghost of Tsushima Legends multiplayer Mm -hmm. add-on. Yeah. And it was fucking awesome, but it had none of the bullshit in it. Yeah like microtransactions or any of that. So go, Bungie, can you please work with Sucker Punch? We want to make a standalone live service mm. Japanese samurai game yeah. in the Ghost of Tsushima universe yes, yeah. that's a live service game. Mm. Which would be interesting. Like, or, I don't know if that's a good idea, but like that's what they can do now. Yeah, they have exactly. that ability yeah. to say, we need your technology in the live service area. Put it over here. So that's a big benefit to PlayStation, not to mention all like the destiny world universe in tv shows movies they've said that they want to do that kind of stuff yeah so they could build a whole franchise based on that you know with the success of arcane which mm-hmm. is league of legends yeah. which you don't even have to have ever fucking heard of league of legends and you can watch arcane on netflix exactly. and be like wow mm. i totally understand every character and everything that's going on and this is fucking awesome yeah so you could get the same thing with the destiny world Mm. And it's such a rich world that you can do so many stories. They've done eight years of DLC for the fucking thing. So, and then the benefit for Bungie, yeah, they're going to hire more staff (laughs) on top of the 900 (laughs) that they already have. Um, They're working on a new IP, so presumably that'll be Sony's second live service game. Mm Yeah. But then beyond that, Herman Holst, the head of World Worldwide Studios, and Jim Ryan, the head of Sony Computer Entertainment, I think it's Jim Ryan, 
have said that they plan to do more acquisitions. There's more to come. And I think Phil Spencer said the same thing. So we're seeing a whole shitload of acquisitions happening. Yeah. A lot of people are concerned. I don't give a fuck. Mm. I mean, I'm when Activision Blizzard was bought, I was like, fuck, that sucks. Because then all of those cool games from Activision Blizzard are going to be exclusive. Yeah. Not that I play any of them. Mm. Like, I don't play Call of Duty. I don't really play Skylanders. True. I don't play Overwatch. I don't play... Uh, Diablo I play. Yeah. But for the most part, I was like, yeah, but it's shitty because it's like... It's kind of hypocritical because I'm like, PlayStation are awesome because they have all these studios, but mm. it's the same thing except that Microsoft are doing it all at once yeah. instead of trickling it across fucking 20 years. And Yeah, and going through that trial and error and making good games. And, yeah. You know, and then, yeah, the Microsoft just like, well, we've got all the money. Yeah. So And then they just stonewall all these games from everyone yeah. over on that field. Mm. Yeah. But my initial thought was like, Game Pass on PlayStation. Just do it. Mm. Just let Microsoft put the Xbox Game Pass on PlayStation. You can still make money on the subscriptions. You just take a percentage of a cut for yeah. whatever subscription is sold. Plus, they get all the DLC sale money and everything because the whole point of Game Pass is you get the bare bones game yeah. and then buy DLC and stuff. Yeah. So they could still make money. But then now I'm like, hmm... Do they need to do that? Because they're going down this... Microsoft is going down the Netflix of gaming yeah. path. Mm-hmm. And Sony are clearly going down the... Let's just make live service games and have our revenue stream be from that yeah. instead of from a subscription service. They're still talking about Spartacus, their project Spartacus as a subscription oh, yeah. service. Mm-hmm. But... like, yeah. We've already talked about Destiny 2 is obviously making buku bucks for Bungie mm-hmm. if they are planning to have 10 built using the experience of Bungie if they can have 10 live service games that are even close yeah. in quality and audience to Destiny 2 then they're just going to be printing money like crazy That's right. yeah. so mm. but then at that point you just go yeah Xbox chuck your game pass on here as well yeah. just to give Playstation gamers fucking everything true so and if, if at that point they do have these 10 fantastic games, yeah, they could at that point then go, all right, if you don't bring Game Pass over, we're pulling Destiny and you don't get these 10 games. Yeah. The other nine games. Yeah. Because um, yeah, I'm sure Destiny 3 will be around at some stage. Yeah. Um, and You'd think so. Yeah, honestly, going from one to two was fantastic, but... I played so much of Destiny One that we all got bored of Destiny Two pretty quickly. But yeah. it was still one of the greatest games that and was brought still out. Still killing it, yeah, obviously. And it's still going so well because it's it's the perfect shooter. Yeah, like the just the makeup of the game itself mm-hmm. is unbelievable. Yeah. So, and well, then one of the things that Herman Holst said in his in, in an interview on the PlayStation blog was talking about the history of Bungie, they created Halo, mm. which was like a fucking foundation of shooters on console. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still like everyone knows Halo. Mm. And yeah, Halo's now 343 and it's fucking Microsoft's yeah. own and shit. But Bungie started it and they made Halo 
what the it fucking mm. what it was when they left. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so to have that kind of people who made the best fucking console shooters for mm-hmm. years and yeah. then the best live service game that is also one of the best shooters yeah. still. Yeah. That's like, because that's what they don't have. First person shooters. They that's got right. Killzone, which is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And now they've got one of the companies that is not just one of the best makers of first person shooters in console, but mm. also a pioneer in it. I'd play another Killzone if it was made by Bungie. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd actually be a really good game. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what... I think because they're letting them be independent, they're not going to probably be sharing IPs to Bungie to yeah, be like, yeah. hey, go make this game. Yeah. Because it's that's more like a conveyor belt yeah, of true. design, of yeah. development thing, mm-hmm. which you'd be better off using like a Ben Studio or someone like that and yeah. just going, hey, look, here, do this. Here's the tech. Go and you know, yeah. skin it with this. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. I think there's lots to look forward to mm. there. And still, obviously, there's heaps to come this year. I mean, it's fucking five days into February. Exactly. Um, but future acquisitions. We'll just quickly talk about that. $10 billion for Sony, which is like <laughs> compared to $70 billion yeah. on Activision. $10 billion doesn't seem like that much. But... Sony's strategy well, with they acquisitions. Us. Eleven dollars. <laughs> we said yes. <laughs> we were like, "Wow, really? <laughs> Are you crazy? <laughs> give me, give me." <laughs> this thing actually costs money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so ten ten billion. The strategy of Sony with their acquisitions recently has been. I mean, it's generally the old school style of acquisition of like buy something that benefits you mm. from a technological standpoint. So they purchased like Gaikai back in the day, which was uh, um, game streaming. They developed game streaming tech. And so by purchasing Gaikai, they got all the IPs and copyrights and patents and stuff for all mm-hmm. that tech. Yeah. So they buy Bungie because of the tech that they want on top of like everything else. But they want that live service tech and the stuff that, Bungie have developed over, you know, 20 years. Mm, yeah, yeah. So with that in mind, what makes sense for Sony to do with the next 10 billion? So mm. that it seems like they're buying things that fill in gaps. Yeah. So they bought Insomniac, which was a studio that had always really been strongly PlayStation. Mm. And then they were like, True. look, we want to lock you in because we appreciate what you do. But then... In terms of what gaps do they have in their in their sort of coterie of developers, mm. Insomniac are just another third person exactly. story based. Yeah, I mean, Ratchet and Clank's different because it's a three D platformer, but in True. general, like a lot of their studios do the same shit. Because mm. I was thinking a good one to potentially look at just for the. I guess the back catalogue and the, the brand could be Rockstar Games. Yeah, I mean... They're, I've just I've just Googled it. They're worth about 3 to 6, or 3.6 to 4. Assuming Take-Two want to sell yeah. such a fucking, yeah. again, printing press for money. That's right. Yeah. Um, One of the most sold games in the universe. Yeah, the the most sold game, I think. Yeah. And also, oh, and by the way, Apart confirmed from, um, 
May, March 15th release for GTA 5. Oh, there you go. It's confirmed now. Yeah. So for PS5 and Xbox Series X. Yeah. And the standalone GTA Online as well. Great. So, so a month away. That's the third generation of yeah. GTA 5. Can't wait to own that again. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a good one, Rockstar. Yeah. Um, again, because GTA Online is a live service. It is, yeah. Which is super successful. But if you've just bought, again, if you've just bought yeah, Bungie, Bungie for that, that's right. do you really want to mm. muddy the waters by having two companies that make the same kind of thing? Although, yeah. I mean, fucking hell. Imagine them going GTA 6 as PS5 exclusive. I know, yeah. That would... Because it's always been console. Then, like, then Microsoft would just buy Sony. <laughs> They're like, okay, you forced that. Five hundred billion. They buy the rest of Take Two Interactive, <laughs> yeah. get NBA Two K, and they're like, no basketball for you uh, now. So no, I mean, we still got NBA Live. <laughs> Thanks, EA. <laughs> yeah, you jerks. Yeah, um, I think with ten billion, what did you say that was? Three to four. Yeah, I don't, honestly don't yeah. reckon Take Two would let go of Rockstar. I, I don't think they would. Like no. Pipe Dream, that'd be awesome, but um, mm. realistically, it doesn't really make sense for that. No, it doesn't seem like a strategic kind of purchase. I mean, it's pretty strategic because it's yeah. fucking yeah. awesome yeah, to sure. have that in your uh, in your collection. Yeah, but it's. I wonder if they're gonna make big purchases just go we've just spent 3.6 let's step it up or if mm. they split that 10 billion and buy like 20 half a billion dollar companies and just really densely pack out their thing to close fill up any gaps that they've got yeah true you know because they've got san diego who do sports games they mm-hmm. do mlb the show so they don't really need another studio that does that no. They've got a shitload of single-player ones. Car games, GTA, things like that. Well, they've got Gran Turismo, but not really any sort of arcade ones. No, that's right. Yeah. But so, they, they've always kind of left that arcade stuff. Yeah. You know, and, and just had it as a third-party yeah. kind of thing. So, One of the ones that I was thinking of was initially Square Enix has gotten thrown around because I think that's about a 6 to $7 billion US dollars mm-hmm. um, market capitalization. But Square have a whole bunch of other companies under them that aren't gaming. So I don't know if it makes sense, considering they already have such a tight relationship with Sony because they're both Japanese companies. That's right. So, and Sony already own a chunk of Square. So it would be, it'd be a good idea because it wouldn't cost full price because they already own some. Bargain. But then you get all the other (laughs) extra bullshit that you have to deal with. Yeah. So. True. Um, another one would be Ubisoft. Ubisoft is one that I'm thinking mm. like that would be such a coup. Yeah. Because they'd get Assassin's Creed, Far Cry Five, which is Assassin's Creed is fucking awesome. Yeah. And Far Cry Five is a first-person shooter, which they lack, True. but also an open-world action first-person which shooter. Which would be quite good to meld into a, you know, like a online. Yeah, well, yeah, massive fucking you know kind of shooter would be mm, good. And good world for it. And they already do live service stuff as well with both Far Cry and Assassin's Creed. It's mm-hmm. just not on the multiplayer side of it. Yeah. So it's sort of it's interesting how they do it, and I don't know if that 
if Sony would go, yeah, that's a good idea. But then also Ubisoft have got a lot of, they've always been the company that is one of the first adopters to help new technology. Yeah. They also have deals obviously in place with Nintendo because they make Mario Rabbids. Yeah. Um, So I don't know how that would go. I wonder if PlayStation bought Ubisoft and said to them, you can also be maintain your independence and release multi-platform stuff but maybe to have some studios working on exclusives as well mm, because yeah. you can't say that to Bungie because they have one fucking game that's right yeah not yet anyway you know moving forward maybe they open several other studios inside Bungie that work on exclusive games in the future mm. Ubisoft is about seven yeah, billion <laughs> just 20 bucks yeah Probably, yeah. I think EA are out of out of the price range, and Take Two Interactive overall is too much as well. EA is part of Disney, isn't it? No, they, no, they had a are... they had a deal with them for Star Wars, yeah. and then it got torn up because they kept making shit games. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I was confused. Yeah, my my pick if they were going to do a big one would be Ubisoft because that's on the level of like Bethesda. Yeah, that's right. And it would bring a lot. It would bring that live sell. service. It, yeah. yeah. It would bring that live service tech again. Mm. Like they have re- some really good engines for that open world stuff with Assassin's Creed. Yeah, it's approximately 11, maybe 12 bill. Yeah, so yeah. a bit out. Well, I'm sure they could raise another one or two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They just go into the, into the um, boardroom and ask for a little bit extra. <laughs> Can I get a bit of change out of your... Yeah. Um, you know, Listen, your I know you gave us this much. But let's just keep in mind that PlayStation is the one division of Sony that makes money consistently. Yeah. And then think about that and give me more fucking money. That's right. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I think it's interesting to think about these things. Mm. But obviously, no one fucking knew Bethesda was going to get bought by Microsoft. No one fucking guessed Activision Blizzard was going to get bought. No one guessed that Bungie was going to get bought. There That's wasn't right. even whispers. Mm. Which is yeah. insane. In, in You look at how many... Leaks. I mean, obviously, with Ubisoft's track record, if someone was buying them, we'd all know about yeah, it by exactly. now. Yeah. But um, yeah. we'd all get personal texts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all just guessing at this point. Yeah, of, of exactly. What, you know, trying to logically think about what would fit. But um, fuck me. Well, I wonder if it's it is it's on exciting. a different level too, because you know, you look at you look at how much that's going to affect things like fluctuations in stock markets and things like that like this is not just talking about game development and you know and issues with hr and staffing and stuff like that like an acquisition worth 70 billion dollars by microsoft is going to make a huge difference in their stock price yeah well the the ripples were felt immediately ubisoft's price went up yep Take-Two's price went up, like, mm. immediately. So that, that kind of a thing, like, has huge ramifications for anybody yeah. that's going to leak any information on stuff like that. So you know, I can kind of understand why it doesn't leak, in a way. Fair. Um, but, yeah, it would... Yeah. Because that kind of shit, like, if all of a sudden Old Mate just went and bought another $100 million worth of stock in Microsoft, because... They heard that they were going to be purchased. Yeah, inside the training. Yeah, then, yeah. You know, shit's going down. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. 
they do tend to keep that shit locked down pretty well because yeah, of those try. legal the legalities yeah. around it. But then again, same shit happens when they bring out a bad bad game. Yeah. Companies get damaged and you know it, it hurts them mm. financially. So yeah, well, be interesting. We'll be paying attention and mm. keeping an eye out for it. So we'll see what happens. Yep. It's exciting though. That's the one thing. I am a little bit sad about Activision Blizzard, but hey, mm. whatever. I yeah. fucking play Call of Duty anyway, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but it will be good to actually get, um, you know, I loved Overwatch 1. Yeah. Played a shitload of it. So if that co- number two comes out on Game Pass, I'll be stoked. Uh, yeah, and in regards to the sexual harassment and all that stuff that Activision Blizzard have been dealing with, um, Microsoft obviously did not become a trillion dollar company without having a handle on that shit. Yeah. And Xbox must have a good culture now in terms of, you know, Bethesda always seemed like a company that the people who work there really appreciate working there. Yeah. And then Microsoft have rolled that in and Xbox seemed to be that kind of culture as well. Mm. So with Phil, Phil Spencer said, when the transition's complete, he will take over as leader of Activision Blizzard. So it will just all fold into one. Yeah. Rather than being, I think Bethesda's still sort of a separate entity operating under Microsoft. We're still with exclusives and stuff. Yeah. But Activision Blizzard is going to be like all squished into the fucking yeah. umbrella. They're going to take over. So and, yeah. that should, we all hope, should be the factor that changes... Mm, the culture at exactly. Activision Blizzard and they can weed out all the bullshit and the toxic people and mm-hmm. create a place where staff can be treated equally with respect that they deserve and be treated fucking right. And that would be the real, even with all those games being taken away from PlayStation, if they were, you'd still, like as a, as a fan of gaming and exactly. a, like a fan yeah. of the gaming industry, mm. It would really make me happy. People in general. Yeah, and like people not being treated like ass. Yeah. Um, I really am hoping that that is the... Like for me, you know, Carl's like, oh, and I'm not saying Carl's like, doesn't give a fuck about sexual harassment shit, (laughs) but his excitement is all about like, oh, what if this company gets this IP? Mm. What if this company uses this? Because that would be a really creative concept. Yeah. I'm like, that's all well and good, but I'm just like, I'm so looking forward to people being happy to go to their fucking jobs makes a difference and it makes a difference in the output yeah so well that's true at the end of the day it's a win-win for games yeah which is great but anyway there has been a little bit of other news so we probably should jump into all of that it's not quite 70 billion dollar news but it's still pretty good um uh suicide squad kill the justice league delayed until 2023 so oh Another one that's possible acquisition, which maybe, maybe not, WB Games, Warner Brothers Entertainment, or whatever the fuck they're called now. The games one. um... They've got, this year, they've got Hogwarts Legacy, Lord of the Rings, Golem, um, Batman, uh, Gotham Knights, and then it was going to be the Suicide Squad game. So they've got a lot going on. Mm. That would be a good one. I think they're like four, they they were shopping around in 2020, for four billion, wow. so even if you said five billion, that's half the money that Sony have got. But they it, could get Rockstar and WB and have some change, take all their people out for ice cream. Yeah, and have really nice ice cream. Fucking get oh, that's <laughs> ice cream. 
So yeah, but um, that's kind of shitty that that game's been delayed. But I'm yeah. still pretty keen for it. But like with the lineup that WB have for this year, oh, and Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. Oh, yeah. It's also right. this year. So they've got a lot happening this they year at Warner Brothers. Yeah. So I think they're probably just like, you know what, if you need extra time, that's fine. Because yeah. we've got a fuckload this year. Exactly. And a fuckload this year means fuck all next year. That's right. And the year exactly. after. So, yeah. Um, um, you did mention this before, GTA 5 standalone. Yeah, uh, March and 15th. The, and the online, of course. Yep. Um, Ghostwire Tokyo. That got a confirmed release date. They had a bit of info showing the game off and everything. So that's March 25th, PC and PS5. I believe that is still a timed exclusive. So it's eventually coming to Xbox yeah. since they own Bethesda. Exactly. <laughs> um, PlayStation integration into Discord has started rolling out. Yeah, so, so have, yeah. they bought a chunk of... PlayStation bought a chunk of Discord mm. shares and whatever ownership they of it. Um, they only confirmed that this was going to happen not long ago yeah it wasn't too that long ago when they made the purchase mm. and now I think it's going to integrate further and you'll find Discord becoming an app on your fucking PlayStation yeah, most sure. likely but yeah. the current integration is like when you're on Discord it shows you what it shows like under your name what game you're playing on your computer yeah. at that time mm-hmm. so now you link your PlayStation account if you're playing PS5 it'll say is playing thing. this on PlayStation or whatever yeah, so cool. that's early days in that integration but it means it's like a step towards that only needing discord rather than having to juggle 50 different chat things yeah. to get your team together mm. so that's good to see that start happening um playstation have officially sold over 17 million ps5s by the end of 2021 that's a lot that is a fuckload it's outsold wii u ages ago because yeah. wii u sold like 13 million total mm. But um, the the Switch just outsold the original Wii. Yeah. Well, which like is 103 million. Yeah. Like, that's, that's out of control. Yeah. But it's been five years. Yeah, but it's so, not slowing down either. No. Because they just brought out the Nintendo Switch Lite. We bought two of them mm-hmm. at Christmas. Yeah. So, and um, Pokemon Arceus, Pokemon Legends Arceus just came out and I bought that so I started using my Switch again. Oh, oh one game that I started playing, Golf Story, which is by an Australian developer. Oh, yeah. Came out fucking ages ago. Yeah. Um, Carl was like in love with it yeah. and he kept telling us to play it and I was mm-hmm. like, eh. <laughs> Finally started playing it, gave it the time of day. Fucking great game. Yeah. So, yeah, nice. I recommend on that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Grand Turismo 7. Yeah, so there was state a state of play. Of play. Um, we've been going on for a fair bit, so I won't go too far into this. Neither of us are really major Grand Turismo fans. No. Um, too much customizing, and I'm not a mechanic. Yeah, it's really always been a game, because it's so sim, yeah. such a simulator, it's always been really aimed at people who are like full-on car nerds. Yeah. And this one seems no different, but from what I saw... I watched the state of play mostly like it's a thing. I better watch it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I watched it and they've just got so much in it that the passion I get like a high seeing people passionate about whatever the fuck they're passionate about. If someone's yeah. like super passionate about something and you can see it, mm-hmm. I just fucking love that and I feed off it. Yeah. And watching them talk about 
all the stuff that they put into Gran Turismo 7, it just like was lighting up my life because they're so passionate about it. They want, mm. they've put in things in this game that are purely designed to be like fan service for car nerds. Wow. But also it's like they've, they've added in museums and stuff. So as you're playing, you can, it's, it's not an actual building you walk into, no, but it's yeah. like a, like history of cars. So you pick a car brand and it'll tell you from the beginning wow. all about the creator, creator of the company. Mm. Like um, in the Porsche section, it talks about how the guy was like a designer, like an architect or something. And, he, and it shows the buildings that he made and stuff wow. and goes through all the stories about all of that. That's so interesting. it's super interesting yeah. because it teaches you about history of cars. And then you can get, the idea is that they're like sharing car culture yeah. to give people like to give a window into why they're so passionate about cars. Yeah. And I just think it's so fucking interesting, mm. all that shit, because I'm a massive history buff. And to see all of that, I'm just like, well, fucking, it's just great. Yeah. And yeah. the way that they piece it all together and then the depth of the game as well, they just like, there's one point in the state of play where they're like, um, talking about the weather effects. Mm -hmm. And they took meteorological data from all these regions because the maps, there's tracks all over the world. Yeah, yeah. There's like 90 different fucking wow. places. They've taken the weather data from all of those places in terms of air pressure, humidity levels, Shit. how the sun and the moon rise and set in what angle, the yeah. stars, everything, so that you'll be on a track the stars in the sky will change color based on how hazy the sky is. Wow. Then as the day changes to night, because it has a day-night cycle, yeah. um, it takes into account like humidity levels from wow. sea air and things like that, and the clouds in the sky form naturally based as they that. would. That's and then control. It, and then it rains, and the track gets wet, and puddles form in areas that would naturally form more puddles. Yeah. And so, like for example going around a corner, hundreds of cars all take the same line. So yeah. that line is a little bit drier. Yeah. Then say further out, it'll be wetter because no one's driving over mm -hmm. it. And then when it, this rain stops, the track dries naturally the way it would in reality based on... That's incredible. And then tire um, engine performance, tire grip, everything changes based on the wetness of the road. Yeah. The heat off the road during the day and nighttime is different. So wow. all of these things are taken into account with the yeah. physics. And so as a physics nerd, I'm like, fucking That's unreal. Yeah. But then you think like, <laughs> they're such nerds at Polyphony Digital yeah. that some guy or girl or yeah. undefined <laughs> is there being like, okay, my job is to collect up all the meteorological data and input it into a system to form clouds in the sky naturally in a mm. fucking racing game. Yeah. So people will notice the clouds, but they won't really notice the clouds. Who's going to be watching the clouds? Yeah. yeah. But that person is probably so fucking proud of the work that they've done. Oh, yeah. And also the work they've done is fucking great. Yeah. So that state of play, that was just a tidbit of it. Mm. But that state of play is half an hour long. Another good bit was showing off the scapes and the photo um, modes yeah where scapes is where it's like they said there's like thousands of places around the world that you can have as a backdrop and you pick your car and put it in front of it wow and then you can change and they sort of did like a sped up version of editing this photo mm -hmm. and they were scrolling through and swapping all these settings and stuff and it is like 
as robust as like Photoshop in terms of wow. the ability to change what it looks like. And in the end, they were creating photos that you're just like mind blowing how mm. good they are. Yeah. So yeah, that state of play was only half an hour long. And I reckon like if I've sort of piqued your interest, listeners, just head to the blog and mm. chuck it on and have a look. You can skim through it a bit, but just you can, you can feel the passion that they have for yeah. their, their thing. And there's just so much to it that I'm actually excited about Gran Turismo 7 now, which I was not before. I was like... And, and none of it to do with the cars yeah. or, or driving. Because oh, the car, <laughs> the driving and shit annoys me because I mm. get frustrated with how difficult yeah, it can be yeah. because it's so realistic. It that, has to be perfect. Yeah. And, and like all the license tests and stuff mm. that some people just live for that shit and I just crack the shits with it. And, you know, I love challenges in a game as much as anyone, yeah. but it just frustrates me. Yeah. Mainly you're also because... a completionist too and playing a game that like Gran Turismo that you will never finish yeah. and I'm sure you'd be like yeah I'll never finish that I'll yeah. never get the platinum for any of them yeah um, you know, that could be frustrating for yeah. you just to begin that game yeah because you, know? you have to get gold across all the you know everything, yeah. all it's the a, challenges it's a hard it. slog yeah yeah yeah. but yeah I'd, I'd definitely suggest checking out that state of play it's super interesting and um yeah, there's so many cars in that game as well. Mm. There's like, they said that there's, so they've got this this sort of hub area that they call, it's like, it looks like a resort. Oh, yeah. So it's an old school Gran Turismo style map. Yeah. But they've got like a shopping mall that you can go to to buy cars and they only sell cars from 2001 onwards. But it's something like 300 different brands of car or, or there's 50 wow. brands and 300 models or some shit yeah, like that yeah. then they have a used car yard that sells classic cars from pre-2001 wow. the prices change slightly every day yeah based on what those cars would potentially be worth because in real time they're like for the example yeah. that they use is like 90s japanese um sports cars mm -hmm. are sort of popular at the moment so those prices are actually a bit higher now than they were when the cars first came out wow so and but you can like go in there and look at legends cars like old aston martin db5s mm -hmm. and shit yeah all these classic cars and they're wow. so perfectly done because they've yeah. also not only worried about the weather and shit they've done fully taking into account the ray tracing and all the stuff that the power of the PS5 allows yeah. to make just beautiful visuals. Wow. So, yeah, I'm fucking... I've never seen you excited about GT. Yeah, uh, right. But, the, yeah, so that's that's state of play. I was like, wow, man, that's fucking cool. And I don't give a shit about cars. Like, I don't even wash my car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a tool to get from A to B. That's right. But, like, I can look at a classic like a Lamborghini or something mm. or a Ferrari or whatever and appreciate it for and just it be is. like man yeah, yeah. and I, like I said I appreciate I saw a car people's passion I've never seen before didn't even know existed yeah um, and it looked like a hybrid kind of thing between a McLaren a Lamborghini and a Ferrari the way it was built yeah and I was like what the fuck is that thing and you know, I was checking it out for a while it's the new Corvette C8 and I'm like, when the fuck did Corvette make like beautiful looking cars, like yeah. European styling and all that kind of stuff? I was like, fuck, that looks incredible. And then yeah. they started it up and it sounded like a fucking Toyota. So I was a bit upset about that. <laughs> um, but it looked schmick. Yeah. You know? I mean, it still sounded okay, but 
the AMG sound better. So, well, yeah, too yeah. bad. So get the fuck out of here with exactly. that shit. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Fuck off but, back to Muck America. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, they've got like Mount Panorama tracks and things like that in Gran Turismo, yeah. which, and then with all of the new effects and everything, just that, I don't know, it's fucking cool. really cool. Mm. The last will jump across it. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Because the tire flies through the air. I still don't know about the damage. Because uh, I, yeah. I don't know how realistic they were with damage in Gran Turismo games. There's a bit, but mm. um, but it also has like that full depth of customizability yeah. of your cars and all that stuff. Yeah. The last thing I've got here for news is that MLB The Show 22 is coming. Mm. 21 was the first one to come to Xbox. Yeah. So it's a PlayStation exclusive finally coming out on Xbox. MLB The Show this year is also coming to Nintendo Switch for the first time. Mm. So yeah. they're just like spread the baseball love, yeah. I guess. I remember MLB was the first game that ever came out that I knew of that ever came out on PlayStation that was over 50 gig to download. Yeah, yeah, it was. And that was like 2017 maybe. Yeah. Like it was long, maybe even earlier than that. But I didn't understand how. Because there's like three people on the screen at any time. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's strange. Anyway. Yeah. Very people bizarre. fucking love that game, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we have been playing a few games. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned Pokemon Legends Arceus. Yeah. Um, I've played a bit of it. I don't know about reviewing it, but um, like I haven't played a Pokemon game since pretty much Blue and Red mm-hmm. on Game Boy. Wow. 20 fucking years ago. Yeah. 25 years ago. A long, a, a long time ago. Yeah. And I always look at Pokemon games and they always just seem like literally the same thing. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, just rehash, maybe a new area. They change the story a bit. And like every... Mm. Honestly, every fucking game. Assassin's Creed is like that. Yeah. I mean, to a point. Yeah. But Pokemon Legends Arceus is more like a open world now. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of... It's almost like Breath of the Wild... Zelda wow. style graphics nowhere near as good oh. one of the downsides of this game that everyone seems to be pointing out is how it looks like garbage <laughs> uh, and the Pokemon just like I look at pictures and it's obviously like you know how you look back yeah fondly of shit yeah and I just picture like Bulbasaur and Charizard and shit and they were like proper cool looking Pokemon yeah. back in the day and now you've got these weird 3D Pokemon that literally look like just a bunch of shitty 3D art blocks <laughs> thrown together in different colours like wow. there's one that I saw his name's Munchlax and it's the dumbest looking must thing must shits all the time if he <laughs> munches lax yeah exactly <laughs> but I just looked at that guy and I was like I've done like 10% of a 3D modelling course yeah. online course and I could do this and I could literally make a better fucking Pokemon <laughs> than that so wow. things like that are annoying but I love that the direction they've taken it it's mm. more about Instead of, so the point is to build out your Pokedex, which it always has been. Yeah. Got to catch them all, which sort of has drifted away over the years because there's like 900 fucking Pokemon now. Yeah. But this one, it's set, basically it's this area and then there's time portals that open. And so there's a lot of mix of Pokemon from all of the previous games. Mm. So it's not all of them but it's a mixture of all of them. Yeah. So it has like heaps of different ones. But then to get up in 
to do your Pokedex, you catch a Pokemon, but you have to actually use it and learn about it. Ah. So previously it was like you caught one Got and it. it unlocked all of the info. Yeah. So now there's much more of a meta game of like these, you'll catch a Pokemon and then it'll give you a list of challenges to complete. Mm. Like, and it's like catch 20 of them or fight 10 of them or see them use this move 20 times, yeah. things like that. So it encourages you to go out and find different mm -hmm. Pokemon yeah. more than once. Whereas previously mm. it was like, caught that one, never have to fight one or deal yeah, with it ever exactly. again, except in forced battles. Yeah. For the most part, you're just like, I don't give a fuck. So it adds a bit more of a depth to that side of it, mm. which makes it a bit more interesting for a completionist like me because it's more challenge. Yeah. More boxes to tick, basically. Mm -hmm. But... um. Overall, I'm having a pretty good level of fun with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Do I don't feel think... like a nine-year-old again. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I'm not not going to give it a score. Yeah. I don't think. But no. yeah, it's cool. Well, I mentioned last episode that I'd been playing a fair bit of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, and. I spent the last couple of weeks completing that game or mm -hmm. the story. Uh, I did roughly 80% of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, which for me, I was really, really impressed with. <laughs> but I, I think a lot of that is actually just the length of the story. Yeah. Because I would have played, shit, 20 hours of the game at yeah. least. There was a couple of areas that were, were quite challenging. Um, so you've, you've really got to use your teammates in, in that way. Um, yeah. Which is one of the great things about that game. Yeah. The way that it pushes you to use them yeah. in clever ways. Yeah. And and I thought it was it was really well done. Like we did mention before it came out, you know, I was a bit concerned about that whole team using thing and um, whether it, it would it was, end up being good. Yeah. And it was almost seamless. Yeah. Know, which was great. It was surprisingly good. Yeah. Like we had, like mm. you said, we had our sort of misgivings about it. We were like, mm. yeah, it looks interesting. And the, obviously the dialogue is fucking hilarious yeah. and really well done. Mm. And all the characters are really well done as well. Yeah. They're all so much, they're like just different to the yeah. Marvel Cinematic Universe version. Yeah, exactly. But they capture that vibe almost better, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. So. And it was funny because one of the things that I did, you... you collect skins and different, you know, costumes and stuff for yeah. it. So I was lucky enough to collect all five of the uh, Marvel Universe ones. Yeah. So I was actually playing with them, with them from the game, proper, yeah. from the movies. Um, voices are slightly different, but you know, apart from that, they're, they're pretty spot on, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but the, the epicness of the story was a hundred percent Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, like both of the movies, they're called Guardians of the Galaxy because they save the fucking galaxy. Yeah, every time. Yeah, and that's the whole point. In this one, yes, again, like it was a massive story where you know everything in the universe is gonna die. Yeah, but the Guardians of the Galaxy, and they even joke about it. Like, how the hell do we keep getting ourselves into these yeah. kind of things? How does and, this ragtag? bunch of fucking idiots <laughs> yeah. end up being lobbed into the, having to deal with and this kind of shit at the end they're like wow did we actually do this again like you know, <laughs> how the hell do five just 
morons, you know, <laughs> get yeah. to do this kind of stuff. Yeah. It, it was really funny. Most of the way through it, the dialogue was incredible. There would be oh, hundreds of hours of dialogue in that game. Yeah. And for me, it was perfectly done and integrated into the game because one thing I really don't like in games, and I know you really appreciate this in a lot of games, but the time it takes to take yourself out of a game to read a fucking prologue or whatever to mm. understand something about it yeah actually to me is annoying yeah but this like exposition shit yeah you know like to, to understand stuff. the universe and all that kind of stuff like i don't mind it but when it's like i'm trying to understand what their feelings are about this you know it, it actually was so well done yeah. that you're just absorbing the storyline instead of having to actually... Think about it Yeah, all. stop yeah. and concentrate. And, and it was all done really well with the timing between, you know, you have a, a fight, you open a door and there's a room, you have a fight, and then, you know, the fight's finished and they all go, whew, well, that was cool. And then you walk to the next kind of area with a few little jump challenges or whatever it is in the way... But they're constantly talking to you the whole way through, or they're arguing about something, or yeah. you know, whatever it is, and you're, and you're literally just on your way to the next thing. Yeah. And that is enough to fill it up. And the only other game that I've played like that that did it just as well, God of War. Yeah, I was just about to say yeah. probably God of War. Yeah. Because... And that was one of the things that was fucking incredible about God yeah. of War. Yeah. And that's why you get such a good feeling playing those games, mm. and you really connect with the characters because you have that constant character development. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. you know, you'll have games where they'll have those cuts where they talk and then you walk for fucking ages and yeah. no one says shit. That's right, yeah. And it just feels unnatural. Mm. Yeah. So it's not just the rapport that you get with the characters, it's also the natural feeling of it as well because mm. it feels like you're actually there doing this yeah. thing because you, That's in right. real life, if you were doing something as fucking crazy as that yeah. or even like... Yeah. Even walking to the shops. Mm. If you went for a walk to the shops with like four other people, yeah. you're not fucking walking in silence. <laughs> you're bantering and talking That'd shit weird, to each wouldn't other. It? You just talk yeah. here at home and then you go for a walk and you get to the shops and talk again. Yeah. Like, well, exactly. Strange. So it's, yeah, it really captures that but, sort of humanity. The other thing that I really liked about this game is because there are five characters, it gave them the opportunity to. And, and it is such a long game, it gave them the opportunity to delve into each one of them. Yeah. And literally, all five characters had major spotlights during the, the game. And yeah. I thought it was awesome. Um, learning more about Drax and where he comes from and, you know, learning about his family and how they were killed and, you know, even Gamora and what happened to her. And, you know, it was so well done. And there's not a lot on um, on Groot because... It'd, He's a fucking just, tree. Yeah, it'd just be weird dialogue <laughs> with him just going, I'm Groot, I am Groot, I am Groot. <laughs> but he even had his own moments in it. And it was really well done where, you know, you actually kind of got an insight into Groot, which yeah. is fucking weird. Yeah. But you really did towards the end of it. You're just like... Wow, like every one of those characters is so fleshed out yeah. and so well done, but also at the same time so incredibly different yeah. 
that incorporating them all into a team and having a story that incorporates works. all of it and works and works was yeah. fucking brilliant. So total hats off for that game. Yeah. Um, if I'd played it earlier, it would have been in my top three, I reckon, for yeah, last year. Last year. Um, because the amount of the amount of fondness I now have for that game. Yeah. You know, there was a few irritating bits. I was telling you before, like, you know, the my natural um, exit button on any game yeah. is either square or circle. Yeah. And it's not in this game. Mm. You know? So there was times where I'd go to, you know, you put your visor down by pressing R3 and then you've walked around looking at stuff and then to, to put your visor back up, you press R3 again. But I wouldn't, I'd press circle and I'd dash off the end of a thing and <laughs> I'll I'd die. And die. Yeah. yeah. You know, that kind of thing just annoys me. But the good thing about this was that it and possibly again because it's on the PS five, it, it, it just is so quick. You know, you fall to your death and two seconds later you're back you're where back you were. to life again. Yeah. yeah. So you know it wasn't a big deal, but it was like fuck, that was annoying. Yeah. Um but yeah, I really, really, really enjoyed that game. If anybody's a, a Guardians of the Galaxy fans, 100% yeah. play it. Um, I only enjoy the movies. I thought they were very well done as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this was very epic as well. Yeah. Like the, it just really reached the heights of what Plus Guardians of the Galaxy. Plus it has a Galaxy. fucking awesome soundtrack too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I've listened to the soundtrack a couple of times on Spotify because there's yeah. lots of them on there. Yeah, they um, created their own band. It yeah. was like the sound designer for the game was like you know what we need here our own 80s rock band yeah. and it's just fucking and they're sick so well done yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it is absolutely well done yeah. yeah and I've listened to it multiple times and yeah. it rocks it does it's yeah. fucking great it's really good so anyway I I will I would give it a four and a half yeah out of five easily yeah. and recommend it to anybody but yeah. it is a very very long game um and it has yeah a lot of turns and stuff like that yeah. in it. So, yeah, well, well worth it. The other one, and the last one, is uh, remaster, so we don't have to go too long into this. Mm -hmm. Uncharted Legacy of Thieves, uh, which is a collection of Uncharted 4, uh, Thief's End, yeah. and Uncharted Lost Legacy. Mm -hmm. And so Uncharted 4, I listened back to us talking about it. It was episode 97, Almost was, 100 episodes ago, yeah. so it's like seven years. <laughs> it's a while ago. Yeah, it would have been. So, um, yeah, so episode 97, we reviewed Uncharted 4 mm. and gushed about it, yeah. both of us. Mm. We, like, there was, I was listening to it and I was like, fuck, you were like, I am in love with Uncharted. Yeah. This is one of the best games and fan mm. service of it, like yeah. everything that they put into it because they knew it was the end of the Drake yeah, storyline. So they just, it's just so full of moments mm -hmm. that are just purely designed for fan service. Yeah, yeah. So I think we, at one point in that episode, we're like, if you haven't played the first three, don't fucking play this one. Yeah. Because you would it appreciate justice, it so much yeah. for more. For sure. So then yeah. Lost Legacy came out after that and that was with, Nadine and Chloe. So Chloe was your sort of one of your teammates in Uncharted Three, mm -hmm. and Nadine was like an enemy, an antagonist. Stage. She was one of the she was one yeah. of the main. There was two main enemies in Uncharted Four. Yeah, 
and she was one of them. Mm. And so in Lost Legacy, it's her and Chloe working together. Yeah. And that was actually a really fucking good, that was good. one as well. Yeah. We reviewed that. I reviewed mm. that. I don't know if you played it. I did. Um, I remember getting lost in the um, in the markets at the start. Oh, yeah. And I had no fucking idea what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> I got lost. Yeah. <laughs> so that was uh, episode 115. So if you want to go back and listen to our actual reviews of these games, mm-hmm. you can do that. Now, the remasters is all I'm going to talk about. Um, they've upgraded the graphics a bit. Load times are like nothing. So much better. Yeah. So I was playing, and you were talking about how in Guardians of the Galaxy you die and just are back again. Yeah. I was playing this and doing big platforming bits, and then I'd like fuck up a jump and yeah. die. And Laura's like, it doesn't even matter. No. Because yeah. you die, and then you're basically immediately back to where you nice. were. Whereas on the PS4, it was like 30 seconds to a minute yeah, for load times. Yeah. And so that now the there's like no load. So it's yeah. just fucking quick. Mm. Um, so that's the best thing. Yeah. Uh, in terms of a change that they made, they changed the trophies. So originally both games had a platinum of their own. In Legacy of Thieves, there's only one platinum and it's for Uncharted 4. But... Uncharted 4 originally had some multiplayer stuff. So mm. they removed that and to fill out the trophy, they added a gold trophy that is just get all the trophies in Lost Legacy. Oh. So to get the platinum for Uncharted 4, you have to beat both games to completion, wow. but you only get one platinum, yeah. which I think is like insane for them to have done that. Mm. It's fucking irrelevant to anyone who doesn't give a fuck about trophies. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, why would you do that when mm. they both already had Platinums? You could have right. come up with just other interesting, clever trophies to put yeah, in exactly. to make up for the multiplayer ones. So that was a weird choice. But in mm. terms of being able to play the games again, because I have just a shit memory, <laughs> I'm like playing through it and going, fuck, I don't remember that. <laughs> But then I did, I got, I just got through, when I got through the, um, you get to Libertalia, which is the lost pirate yeah. colony or whatever, mm-hmm. and you climb up this tower and then you have to climb out the roof and crawl down the roof and it sort of pans out and you see this oh, yeah. big mountain behind you. Yeah. And I remember taking a screenshot of that where I sort of went into the photo mode and zoomed out so it was like him yeah. just on the edge of that domed roof mm-hmm. with I this big vista behind yeah. it. Yeah. I do remember that. And then I hit that and I was like, holy shit, yeah. this is that exact moment again. <laughs> and it's just like, I'm just playing it, just <laughs> still loving it. You, mm. you play Crash Bandicoot in it. I was going to ask if that was still in it. Yeah, because yeah. it's in the beginning and at the end in the epilogue yeah. of that mm-hmm. game. But yeah, the, the whole thing is just such a love letter to mm. Uncharted fans. Yeah. Yeah. And totally. we just had Uncharted Trilogy um, remastered yep. not that long ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, don't fucking play this yeah. <laughs> if you haven't played the first three. But go out and play all of them. Because mm. you can... There's a trophy in Uncharted 4 for a speed run. You have to beat the game in under six hours. Wow. And all you do is have to skip the cinematics and know the puzzle yeah, solutions. Yeah. And you can do it. You can beat the whole game in six wow. hours easily. So wow. mm. um, I'd already got that because it it, po- it ports in your trophies from the PS4 version oh, yeah, yeah. because you, you import your save. Yeah. So unless you just start from scratch, mm. whatever. But um, yeah, I never got the platinum for these games. Wow. So when it imported, it only had oh, like... You wouldn't have done the multiplayer. 
You wouldn't have played I didn't that. collect all the treasures either. Oh, okay. So yeah, this enough. time around, I'm going through it, getting everything. Yeah. I'm going to do it. But um, yeah, it's just mm. great to be playing it again. And the banter is definitely there as well between the characters, Sully and Nate and his brother, Sam. Yeah. You know, you don't get that level as much as God of War and Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. but it's still definitely there. Mm-hmm. Like driving around that open world bit in Madagascar. They sort of are telling stories to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember that game so fondly. Like, yeah. You, you said before I was gushing when I was doing yeah. it, you know, however many years ago. And I still, whenever anybody talks Uncharted, yeah, it's still one of the greatest you know, series of games I've yeah. ever played. It was so good. Naughty it, Dog yeah. fucking nailed it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And just the amount of connection talking about rapport and connection with characters Mm. you know you see nate side with his brother and elena rocks up and she he's been lying to her the whole time Mm. saying he was at a different thing yeah and then you just like you feel every fucking emotion that he's feeling he's trying to help his brother and then he fucks up his relationship with Elena Mm -hmm. and he pushes away Sully and the whole time you're just like, my heart's fucking breaking. And then (laughs) it's just this whole gamut of emotions and it's just fucking brilliant. Mm. It's so well done, except for like the shooting and stuff, which is still garbage. (laughs) Like you walk into an area and you see a low shot, like a hip high wall and you're like, well, I know what's fucking happening now. (laughs) You know, this is what we've trained for. (laughs) The great thing is because I imported my save, when you've completed the game once, it unlocks game modifiers uh, and they are cheats. Oh. So you can unlock infinite ammo nice, and all weapons. So you That's get cool. point Every time you beat an encounter or a chapter, you unlock like points yeah. and you can use those points to buy weapons or skins for the characters, things like that. Yeah. But once you've beaten it fully, you mm. have enough points to buy all of that shit. Yeah. So you can go into a new game put it on the hardest difficulty, turn on the accessibility yeah. aim lock, where you just <laughs> press aim and it locks to a character. Headshot. You put yeah, the right. pistol on that's the one-shot kill pistol with infinite ammo, and yeah. you just like... Just walk through like the Matrix. nailing everyone. So, I mean, if you want a challenging shooter, probably don't do that. But I'm here for the story. I've already... I don't care about the fucking challenge of shooting 20... like. Gorillas. Just wave after wave <laughs> of dudes who are throwing grenades at me on yeah. the hardest difficulty. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm, you know, a bit sketchy on how I'm getting that platinum <laughs> trophy, but I don't give a fuck because yeah. trophies aren't disabled when you put the cheats on. Wow. So that's great. That's, seems like an oversight. <laughs> yeah, because one of the tr- trophies is finish the game on crushing difficulty. But then if you have cheats, then it's actually pretty much easier than the yeah. hard difficulty. Yeah, it would be, yeah. Yeah, so... Anyway, nice. I fucking love those games yeah. and it's so good to be revisiting them again. Mm. And um, yeah, like... Another remake, but one I'm actually okay with. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, four and a half for that one as well, I think. There you go. Because, oh man, the load times is just... Mm. I mean, it's a remaster, but the game already looked beautiful before. Did, yeah. So there's not that much. They've like increased mm. draw distance and, and things like that. But in general, like... You'd have to really look side by side PS4 and PS5 upgrade to really appreciate that stuff. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that you can appreciate straight away is the load times. Mm. So, yeah, Yeah. it's fucking great. Yeah, nice. Well, anyway, 
that's the last of the reviews that we had. So yeah. we're going to wrap up. We've uh, got um, hopefully Dying Light 2 for the next episode. Yeah. Um, and probably Rainbow Six Extraction, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. To get a look at that. Yeah. And probably some other stuff. This like this year is so fucking packed. It is now. Yeah, um, Sifu. Sifu? The martial arts game yep. coming out. Mm-hmm. That's coming out in like three days. Yeah. So I'm hoping we can get a code for that because that looks really interesting. Yep. And then there's only two weeks left until less than two weeks until Horizon Forbidden West comes out. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> so it's, a lot, packed. it's a lot packed. Happening. This yeah. year's packed so yeah. far. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, much more to look forward to. That's right. If you have any suggestions on who Sony should buy, you want to send them to us instead of to Sony, and we can (laughs) talk about them. Um, Yeah, that'd be good. I'd love to hear what people think about the um, the whole all of the acquisitions. Any of them? Do you think that? Very interesting. Do you think that it's good that these companies are getting rolled together? Because there's pros and cons. Yeah. But also, like having three monopolies Mm. is not as good as. No, there's there's pros and cons to it. So I'd yeah. love to hear what people think. Yeah, you can email us at podcast at dropbeargaming.com. Perfect. Uh, or go to the socials, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, drop us a line on there. I've seen a, a bit of a spike in the socials the last couple of weeks, which has been interesting. Mm. People are finally fucking noticing us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yes, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we will talk to you again in... Several weeks. <laughs> 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 Bye. Bye.